Join me right now on Kumite TV is one of the newest additions to the UFC Bantamweight division. Jack Shore, what's going on, Tank? I'm all good, I'm all good. Uh, counting down the days now to fight night, so I'm very excited at the minute. Definitely, man. Uh, before we uh, get into your debut, I wanted to talk about you know your amateur career. You were 12-0, you're an IMF European champion. You know, competing at that level, the amateur level, instead of jumping into the pros instantly, what were some of the lessons you learned that kind of benefited you as a pro right now? Uh, a lot of things. Uh, obviously, as an amateur, I learned you've got to be ready to fight anyone at any time, especially in the UK on the amateur scene. There's a lot of late, you know, late pullouts, last-minute pullouts where you know there's been fights where I've had an opponent change a couple of hours before the fight. So that definitely... Um, put me in good stead for when I went pro because the first couple of pro fights I had, I wasn't getting matched up until a week or two before the fight and I've had pull-outs, you know, three days before a fight. So it definitely gave me that mentality of, you know, let's let's just prepare myself and get ready to fight whoever they put in front of me and you know, not, not worry too much about the opponent. And um, to be honest, the, the, the IMAF tournament really, really, I'm glad I did it because it prepared me for the, the upper echelon and the top level, you know, of the pro guys because... I was going to go pro um, before I did the tournament, but then the opportunity came up. You know, obviously the Europeans was in Birmingham, which is like around about a two-hour drive from me, so it was local. And uh, I truly fought some of the some of the best amateurs in Europe. I, I fought Bulgarian guys, Irish guys, Norwegian guys, and they were all top class and a lot higher level than the guys that I'd initially fought. You know, uh, in, in Wales and England, so it definitely put me in good stead and showed that I was at a good a good enough level where I could go pro and make a good run at things. When you first went pro, you know, your first couple of fights, did you feel like you were at another level compared to the competition, you know, since you fought all those guys from different countries? Yeah, definitely. My first probably four pro fights, I, I, I was probably taking a, you know, skill-wise, a backward step compared to the last three or four amateurs I fought. You know, um, I think my the guy I fought in the final of the, the European tournament, he had something like 11, 12 fights, whereas, you know, my... My pro debut, I fought a, a bit of a journeyman type guy, and then at three and I fought a guy who was also three and At four and I fought a guy who was three and So, although they were ranked as pros, they were a lot less experienced, and I found a lot less skillful in some of the top of guys that I fought, you know, at the IMAF tournament. So, <clears throat> it, it definitely, like I said, it got me used to fighting those top level guys. So then, when I went pro, I knew the level I was at, and it just filled me with confidence, you know, as, as I moved through the ranks. Yeah, man, you've been on an incredible run, 12-0 as an amateur, 11-0 as a pro, Cage Warriors bantamweight champion. Describe your run, you know, with Cage Warriors, the organization, and how it grew you into the fighter you are today. Yeah, so I, I signed with Cage I was 1-0, and uh, I signed with Cage Warriors, and I got, I got to be fair, you know, when I signed with them, um, they promised me a lot of things, you know, they promised me uh, good exposure on the on the on the promotion on the on the social media you know match me correctly and they were true to their word <clears throat> every everything they promised me <clears throat> everything they promised me they did and it definitely helped, helped me grow as a fighter because although I was fighting tougher tests every time it was the right step up you know I, I said to them when I signed I don't want to be one of these guys who pads their record for, for 10, 11 fights and then starts fighting tough tests. I, I wanted to, although I was only 1-0, you know, young in my pro career, I'd had their amateur experience. I wanted to get straight into the mix and straight straight into fighting the top European guys. And, and they did that. And, um, 
you know, by fighting on, on Cage Warriors, they're on UFC Fight Pass and, and BT Sport in the UK. So it got me massive exposure as well. And it helped grow my fan base. And the way they matched me, you know, led then to about a year ago, I, I got a title fight. And, um, you know, it's just blown up ever since then. I, I thought, you know, I've took out the two last two best guys behind me in Europe. So, you know, they, they, they were never shy of putting me, although I was sort of their poster boy, so to speak, they were never shy of putting me in against Stern competition who, you know, had every chance of beating me. So as far as development of my career goes, it, it was a great move signing with Cage Warriors. And for, any, for anyone in the UK and Europe, you know, who wants to make a name for themselves and progress to that next level, then they're the promotion to be without, without a doubt. As a fighter, you're confident, right? But there's always a little <clears throat> bit of doubt, you know, in your mind. Everybody has it in anything that they do. You know, especially when you're thinking about going to the UFC, what performance do you feel that kind of elevated yourself to think, hey, man, I could I could compete with the guys in the UFC? De definitely uh, my last two performances. Um, and so in December, when I won the belt, I fought uh, Mike Ekendeo, who was also undefeated. I, I believe at the time I was ranked number one in the UK. He was ranked number two. So it was sort of... Uh, Marketed as someone, you know, someone's always got to go. You know, someone's the two unbeaten guys, two best in the UK. Someone's got to go. Um, you know, and before the fight, a lot of people said that that he was going to be too strong for me, too good a wrestler. You know, too, it, it was too much for me, and and they was going to push per sort of end to my win streak and and expose me, so to speak. But uh, coming through that fight, also dominated from the opening bell to to the to the eventual finish in the third round. So obviously, I just elevated my confidence massively, especially, you know, I know how good Mike is and his wrestling is very high level for a UK guy. So to go out there and beat him at his own game as well was massive for me. And then the fight after, my last fight when I fought Scott Malone. Uh, Scott's good in every year, you know, good grappler, decent striker. So I got to show in that fight that I can fight to a game plan and fight, you know, that I'm, I'm good in every area then. So I knew Scott was very good on the floor, so... It, it made no difference to me keeping the fight standing until I was ready to to advance and get that submission finished. So the last two fights definitely elevated my confidence. Um, when I first went to the Bantamweight division, I fought a UFC veteran, Von Lee, who was a, who was a great guy. Von Lee had uh, eight fights in the UFC. Uh, I was only seven and out at the time. I was still young and, and you know, a bit of an up-and-comer. So fighting him as well, I took him three rounds and, and beat him on decision. So, so getting that win under my belt as well, that was when I started to think, you know, I'm, I'm capable now of, of fighting on the fighting these best guys in the world and you're capable of beating them as well with the skills I've got. Yeah, yeah, I believe that Von Lee performance proved a lot, you know, because you've been just finishing guys left and right. <laughs> and then you go in there and, you you know, you perform and you get that decision victory. So you kind of show that you can go all 15 minutes and, you know, perform well. Yeah, it was a learning curve as well, that fight. Like, at the time, I was 7-0, uh, seven finishes. I think um, five of those was in the first round or, or may have even been six of those in the first round. Um, so to, to go in there against a, a tough, durable guy like Vaughn Lee, who, although he, had, uh, he wasn't on a great run of form, he, you know, I was speaking to him after the fight. He said that, you know, the fight against me was make or break for him. You know, he, he put a lot more into that fight than he had his previous couple. So to go the distance, I also showed I can... I've got cardio. I feel like I can fight to a game plan for three rounds. And obviously, I think he'd had 30 fights. You know, I'd only had seven fights. So I showed that I could compete with those more experienced guys as well. And um, like you said, it, it, it was a good learning curve for me, but for the people watching as well. You signed with the UFC in May. Did you immediately start training camp for your debut? <laughs> well, as it got, I, I got the, the call. I, I was due to go on holiday in Mexico. Um, 
the end of May. So I got the call at the beginning of May, and then there was talk of me fighting in July or August. So we didn't know if I was going to have to cancel the holiday, but um, it, it came through anyway that they wanted me for, for a car later on in the year. So uh, I went on holiday, and as I was about to board the plane to, to fly to Mexico, which is a long flight from the UK, my phone starts going off, and uh, they, they announced the news that I had that I had signed with the UFC. So it was a long, long process then when I landed, obviously filtering through all the messages and the, and the good luck wishes. But I had 10 days away. As soon as I come back, you know, I've been training ever since. Uh, I've got, I got the dates. You know, I got told that I was going to be fighting on Copenhagen about eight weeks before. So it was a, it was, you know, I was in shape by the time I got the call to fight. So it was, it was a matter of just, you know, fine-tuning things and, and, and um, making it more specific then to my opponent, compete, you know, whereas before and I was just training like a madman to get myself in shape, you know, so I was ready to go at the drop of an hat. I saw that uh, after you got back from your vacation in Mexico, USADA was at your door already. You're, were you surprised <laughs> by that? <laughs> yeah, so I, so I landed uh, on the Sunday morning. Um, usually I go to the gym every Monday morning nearly, um, but obviously I was jet lagged, so I didn't go. And uh, 6 a.m. I'd had about four hours sleep. I had a knock on the door. My mother said, "It's Usada. They've come to test now." I thought that was a quick, that was a quick turnaround. But uh, I, I think I've I, I done a test Friday as well. So I've had three tests and I haven't even fought yet. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if anyone's um, trying trying to get me in trouble with Usada or what. But uh, they they they, reg, they regularly visit me at the minute. But uh, it's all good. You know, I'm I'm all for it. It can be a pain in the ass when they wake you up so early sometimes. But obviously, a clean sport is is better for everyone involved. You know. The, the sooner they get rid of all the cheaters in the game, the better. So, you know, we, we because with with the PEDs and stuff like that, sometimes you don't you don't know who the better guy is. If someone's using a performance and answer, then it's not always a matter of the best man wins. Whereas USADA are cracking down on it now. They they eliminating a lot of the guys who are, who are using the PEDs and it's nice now that you know you're ninety nine percent sure when you go in there to fight that you're you're fighting another clean athlete. Yeah, I think that uh the UFC are beat they're very careful now because it seems a lot of guys are getting busted by USADA before they even make their debut or even after their first fight, right? You've, you've seen it a lot in the last year. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's a good thing. You know, you see a lot of guys come in from other promotions where, you know, I'm not going to name their names, but it's clear that, they, that they're using steroids and PEDs. And then, like you said, they're getting busted after their first fight or, or even before. So, you know, if you're going to fight for the best, you know the highest level and the best organization in the world, and you should be you should be true to yourself and you should be clean doing it. So, you know, I'm all for people getting tested before they actually debut because it, it you know it saves the UFC a lot of time as well. They could put a lot of time and effort and money into someone, and then they pop for the peds before their first fight, and then they, they're probably not going to use them much afterwards. So, it, as long as long as you start us around, I think we we're, we're on the right path to to get completely clean in the sport. Yeah, especially in the Bantamweight division because, uh, you know, the whole TJ Dillashaw thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot, and a lot of people say he, he's been doing that for years. I don't, you know, I don't know him personally and I don't know the ins and outs of the story. But, you know, if a, if someone like TJ who was the champion and, and has got the skill set he got, feels like they've got to do it, you know, you can see why some guys lower down in the ranks feel the urge and, and get tempted, tempted by it. So it's good to be good for the UFC to stay on top of it then and, and, it, and it's you know it's, it's good for someone like me who is a clean athlete to know that chances are I'm not going to be fighting anyone that's on that's on PEDs you know if they're catching TJ Dillashaw who's one of the you know their top guys and one of their top sellers and, and they're banning him for however long they banned him then it's, it's a good sign to me because it means that there's no 
you know, no one's safe from it. If you're doing it, you you know, for example, Conor McGregor could do it then, and I think they would ban him as well. No one would get a free pass. So it's a good thing as, as someone coming up in the sport as well. Definitely, man. Now let's move on to your debut in UFC Copenhagen. You're taking on Nolan Hernandez. What are your thoughts on him and the, the skill set he brings? Yeah, he's very good. Uh, come, comes from a great gym. Um, skill set-wise, you know, he's, he's obviously a very good striker, kickboxer. But coming from the gym he comes from, he's obviously going to be able to wrestle and grapple as well. So it's a tough fight. You know, he's a good all-rounder. But I'm at the stage in my career now, like I said, I haven't been with cage or I've been my last five, six fights have been tough fights, you know, I, I, and I'm not here to take easy fights. And fighting in the UFC, you're not going to get no easy fights. You know, realistically, there's, there's what, 50 people in each division probably. So everyone is, is elite. Everyone is top level. Um, but I'm looking forward to the fight. It's, uh, it's a good matchup. I think I match up well with him, and I'm, and I'm looking forward to us going in there and putting on the show. You probably checked out his promotional debut against uh, Marlon Vera. He had some good moments in that fight. You know, what did you think about that performance? Yeah, he looked good, for, you know, for for the first round especially. You know, he was in the fight. He, he managed to end up in top position. He, he looked good on the feet. So there was a lot of positives there for him, especially when you consider how good Marlon Vera is and that he took it on short notice. So he, he's, he's as good, you know, he's as good as, as anyone in that division, I think. Um, you can't take the fact he's 0-1 in the UFC. You can't take a lot from that because of obviously the, the loss has come to a guy who's in the top five. And, you know, it was a short notice fight. But he looked good in stages. You know, there were there was things he could have done a little bit better, but but for the most part, when you consider the opposition he had in front of him, he, he looked good. And you know, credit to him to take a fight like that against someone who's as good as Marlon on short notice. He deserves credit for that too. When you visualize the type of debut you plan on having, what do you see? Yeah, I, I just I see it going out how all my fights go. You know, I've got a lot of people coming from Wales. You know, the, the cards only in Copenhagen. It's a two-hour flight, so. You know, a big atmosphere always when I fight, a big buzz off the crowd and, and just, just a fun fight to, for, to be involved in and a fun fight to watch. You know, I, I don't like to, to be in boring fights then. You know, people, for us to make money, you've got to be entertaining and, and people got to enjoy watching you. So I just I just envision me, you know, bringing the pressure, setting a good pace and, and just, just dominating the fight wherever it goes. You know, he's, he's a great opponent. He's tough everywhere. But I, I just think I'm a little bit better in each area. And I think on the night that's going to come through and... and you know, eventually get me the victory, whether it be decision or finish. What is going to be your approach in the UFC? You know, are you looking to take your time and just build yourself up through the ranks? Or do you want to shoot up right, right away, immediately into the top 10? You want to fight the best guys? Obviously, b being young and hungry like I am, the, the urge is there. Like you said, you'll jump straight into the deep end, f fight the top 10, top 5 guys and, and climb the ladder as quick as I can. But then... I've got a good team around me, you know, a lot of old school coaches who, who keep me grounded. And at the end of the day, I'm only 24 years old. Um, if you include my amateur record, I'm 24 and I've had 23 fights. So after this fight, I've had as many fights as I've had birthdays. So um, they, there's, there's, no real rush, there's no real rush for me. Um, obviously, I want to keep fighting better opposition every fight, especially if I keep winning. I want to do want to move up the ranks. But again, there's, there's, no, there's no major rush. You know, I got, I got 10, 15 years left in the sport if... if if I decide to do it for that long. So although I want to advance, I want to progress up that ladder towards the top spot. You know, you've got to do things correctly and you've got to take each fight as it comes. You know, I don't like to look too far into the future. I like to just focus on the fight that's in front of me. And when that's out the way, you know, go from there and, and decide what the next step is. Do you sometimes look at guys that kind of got pushed too early in the UFC and 
kind of their flame kind of burnt out, right? They they faced two high skill, two high level of fighters in the beginning, and then now they're not in the UFC anymore. Because after you leave the UFC, it's hard to come back. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's a tough road to get the UFC, but if you get cut, then it's probably an even tougher road then to get back in the second time. So, you know, people can be over eager sometimes. I think, and everyone wants um, you know, the big paycheck, and and everyone wants the top level of opposition, and everyone wants the title. But at the same time, you gotta understand that it's a career, and it, and it and it's our way of of providing for our families. So. You know, we've got as, as as much as fight as that's what we do. You know, that's our urge to we want to fight the best guy we can, and we want all these tough fights. But at the same time, you know, you've got to have a business approach to it as well. You've got to be business minded and and think that you know it's better to do this for a long time than to, like you said, have two three fights against tough guys, lose them all, and then you're gone. You know, you're better to make. I'd rather make sure I'm ready, hundred percent to go in there, perform, and have every chance of beating these top level guys. You know, when I do go in against them, rather than rushing in and getting outclassed. All right, one last thing before I let you go. Do you consider yourself a fighter or a martial artist? Uh, it's tough because there's days when I, I, you know, when you just bite down and grit it out and I think I'm a fighter, but there's, there's also days when I I'm consider myself a martial artist. I, I, I come from like a traditional martial arts background, you know, traditional jiu-jitsu. Uh, so I, I try to keep the, you know, the martial arts ethos in my life, you know, with the respect and being humble and, you know, respecting your opponent, respecting your coaches, respecting your gym. Um, but there are days when, you know, when I, like you said, there's days when you just, all that goes out the window and you become the fighter. And sometimes, sometimes those days tend to be fight day, you know, when you're, when you're in the line of fire and, and you know, you're in there and all the cameras are on. Sometimes that's the way it goes. But I, I try to be a martial artist as much as I can, you know. I've been doing the sport now 18 years, you know, from a young kid. I've, I've always been involved in martial arts. So that's how I try to live my life, um, and I'm, I'm doing the best I can to, uh, to follow that path and, you know, keep it traditional, you know, like, like, like the Gracie's and, and Bruce Lee, everyone like that, you know, martial arts is more of a lifestyle, I think, than, the, than a hobby, whereas fighting is, is a, a hobby rather than a lifestyle. All right, man. September 28th, UFC on ESPN plus 18, Copenhagen. A lot of people, man, are very hyped to see you make your debut in the UFC. I'm hyped, man. I'm glad you finally got signed. Thank you so much for the time and uh, good luck on the fight in your future. Thanks, I re- really appreciate it and, and thanks for having me on as well. Hopefully we can uh, we can do it again after the fight.